Warning, the following podcast contains adult language and childish comedy. Listener discretion is advised. And now, please adjust your headphone volume to an unreasonable level and enjoy the most dynamic and electrifyingly entertaining podcast ever to conquer cyberspace. This is Amish Baby Machine. Hello, friends, and welcome to the most powerful podcast ever created, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, starring me, Dags. And now, get ready for the most powerful member of the Vertical Horizon fan club, Johnny Rage. Good morning, Dags. An important note I want you to understand today that goes overlooked by most people. Do you know what today is? Hump day? No. Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. A little known fact. It should be celebrated in some fashion. Eve Plum. Christmas Eve, 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 Eve. And a lot of people don't pay attention to that, but I think there should be some uh, celebration of sorts because it is five days out till Christmas Eve. You know, speaking of that, mm -hmm. I was driving in the buggy. Okay. And uh, dude is tailgating me. Okay. Drives up alongside. It's Santa Claus, and he's on the phone. Oh, even Santa? Yes, he's on the phone next to me, next to a school bus. I have a picture of it. The back seat driver. I have power. I had powerful many people in the in the buggy, so I officially had them take a picture of Santa on the phone. It's on Instagram. It's on Twitter. Amish baby machine on Instagram at Amish B Machine Twitter. Follow and see the powerful picture of Santa on the telephone, which he's not supposed to be. Yeah, but that doesn't seem quite right to be calling him out and throwing him under the bus like this, is it? I mean... Throwing him under the sleigh. But is it... Tell me he was at least at a stop sign. It doesn't matter. Why? That the rules are the rules. If I got to listen to the rules... Even Santa? Hey, Santa... Who would patrol Santa's sleigh, though? If he's flying up in the air, would that be part of Trump's new space force that would take over? I mean, because police police can't follow him up That is a good question. Space force. Is Santa Claus going to be a member of space force? Powerful question. I think he should be. He's been navigating it for years. And he can get through the entire world in 12 hours. I mean, wouldn't you want that as your general of the space force? We can finally put him to some good use. But we have to tell him he can't text if he's in charge of the Space Force. Yeah, that that is a great comment, a great question, a great thought that Santa should be on the Space Force. Welcome, fans. Welcome, Flock of Amish. Powerful new episode today. Welcome, new listeners. If you're new to this powerful podcast, what we do is we talk about life, and we guarantee you'll laugh at least once at Johnny Rage's hilarious jokes and commentaries. Or there's a money-back guarantee. Funny-back. Funny-back guarantee. Now, Dags, are you going to talk about the little circuit you did over the last week or so? Well, I did make the rounds promoting this powerful podcast. Boy, you were kind of like some superstar. You're going to have your, you're gonna have your uh, 
star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame here pretty soon. The way you were going at it. Yes, I was on uh, Rambling Rob's show. I was on the powerful Mike Rez radio. God, that was powerful. Went to his mm-hmm. beautiful studio. Yeah, Frog. Yes, it was in Frogtown, Minnesota. Now, now Diggs, that's my old stomping grounds. You know that, don't you? You were a member of the Frogtown, the gang, the dead end gang, the the kids, the hood of Frogtown. Tell us about Frogtown. Oh, Frogtown was the home of uh, St. Agnes High School. It's actually more than high school. It goes K through 12. And I went to St. Andrews grade school, and it was pretty normal that if you went to St. Andrews, you automatically went to St. Agnes, and that's where I wanted to go was St. Agnes, actually. I'll never forget my mom and dad said, okay, um, there's two schools you can pick from, St. Agnes or Cretan. Which one do you want it to be? And I said, oh, I'll go to St. Agnes. Okay, good. It'll be Cretan then is what they said. Um, But most of my friends went to St. Agnes. Uh, So I spent a lot of time at St. Agnes events, which is in the heart of Frogtown. And a lot of parties, a lot of get-togethers. So I'm very familiar with Frogtown, and it was it brought back a lot of memories as uh, I was listening to that podcast yesterday. It was a powerful podcast. Mm-hmm. I also attended a powerful Nitro Wave TC concert in St. Paul. How was that? Now, did you think that was all it was going to be? Disappointed? Uh, let's give a little review on that. What were your thoughts? It was a powerful concert. Was it? We had two members of the powerful bands. North Innsbruck performed. It was also on my powerful podcast, the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast, the most powerful podcast ever created. It was an incredible concert. Had a bunch of different dudes. Synth wave, powerful synth, powerful. The color purple. If you're into synth wave, you love the color purple. That and Prince has something to do with the powerful Miami Vice and the 80s and. It was a great concert, had a great time, met a lot of great guys. My review is five buggy wheels, powerful concert. Now, question for you, Diggs. Did they play like Howard Jones type music and just do the synthesizers for it? Or did they? was it just all synthesizer music, synthetic music? What, what was it exactly? Well, you need to research Synthwave. It's different. Uh, North Innsbruck is uh, cinematic. It's almost like movie scores. It's instrumental, sweeping synthesizers, beautiful melodies. Another dude sang, and his was more like an upbeat dance 80s music. And then they all have different takes. There's all, it's all basically synth based, but it, some goes into more funk, pop, some is more ambient music so it, it it runs the whole gamut of electronic music so they weren't rolling out like the theme from miami vice with that cool beginning powerful yeah or some howard jones cover songs nothing like that well more more if you're if you're thinking uh jan hammer be closer to that instrumentals but each each band that performed had a different a different take on it. Like I said, some was more funky, some was more cinematic. 
Great Get show. funky, funky, funky. Everybody now clap, 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 clap your hands. By the way, I was at a um, wedding this weekend, and there was a DJ. And I don't know what it is about DJs, but if you try to, they will not play a request. This dude, <laughs> I think he was there with all of his personal favorites, you know, and I wanted to hear, like, something different than rap the entire night, but I could not break through to this guy to kind of tell him, because I've got, I, I know when you're winning over an audience when you're not as a DJ. When everybody leaves the floor, doesn't that tell you, Diggs? You have DJ experience, too, that this song ain't working in, or this genre ain't working in. We're just sick of it. We want something new. And I have some go-tos for weddings that would have brought people back, but he didn't care. I was really disappointed with this cat. <laughs> Did they play the chicken dance? No, he didn't even roll the chicken dance. That's standard issued for a wedding, too. It's funny. Yes. Getting, getting local here, getting Minnesota... It always had to be the chicken dance. And I don't want to be a duck. I don't want to be a duck. And they, they always had to throw in polka, too. I was forced to listen to polka growing up. Mm-hmm. So did they play uh, Celebration, <laughs> the cool in the gang? Oh, yeah, he played that. But there was no chicken dance. There was, uh, of course, there was the electric slide. There was. Um... So what songs? Was he playing that fill the dance floor, if you remember, and what songs bombed? Do you remember any specifics? Well, here's the deal with weddings. Um, if you have an open bar, I think people stay longer, and the, their music tastes aren't as particular. But if you don't have an open bar, it's much harder to please the crowd. I noticed that. Um, oh, what songs did he clear? The, well, number one, he played three slow songs in a row, and it's usually two. And the first one, there was only about two couples. The second one, there was one couple. And the third, there was no couples. It's like, just bail out of it. Let me ask if you this. De- was, it, was there a lot of people there? There was. There was. Uh, that's what I'm saying. Uh, it was. Now, I'm kind of a wedding expert. I you, really are. you really are. You truly are. Right. Um, I, I, usually, when the de- by the time a DJ ple- plays, most people have left except for immediate family and the bridal party. This party, I think there was about 250 people invited and most stayed the entire night. And I do think that was because there was an open bar. And because of that, people are more loose. And so they're dancing to things that they might not necessarily have danced to uh, when they're sober. Now, let me ask you this. When you say open mm -hmm. bar, do you mean... Free booze or just a cash bar? Free. Well, I said open bar, not cash bar. Open bar means you get up there and there are certain, I mean, it can come in different uh, definitions because this particular wedding, any top shelf stuff you had to pay for. Like if you wanted a Tito's vodka, um, you had to pay for that. But if you took a rail vodka, it was free. Wow. Uh, beer. Who bankrolled that? Beer free, wine free. Drinks free. Wow. Yeah, that's I call that financial suicide, man. I'm telling <laughs> God, you. I don't want to know how much that was. Yeah, you so, really don't. Powerful today's episode. We got we're we're gonna talk about the underwater trailer. Yeah, uh-huh. uh, the movie you saw, Shot Collar. I watched that. We'll talk about that. You saw Inside Tall Grass. We got a uh-huh. powerful that's episode. Fun. And let's get back to the the wedding DJ. Yeah, it just was difficult to work with. I mean, I get it. You got kind of a playlist. If the if the dance floor is packed, 
it's pretty hard for a DJ to say, Oh, I'm going to play this guy's song now. No, you, you have to, you have to see what your crowd is doing and everybody kind of runs its course. And in the dance floor, there's just a few people. And of course, DJs are going to want to play their favorites more so than somebody else's. They have a tendency. Everybody's got kind of their genre of what they like to play. But when the, when the crowd was at its worst is when I would go up and say, hey, I got a little suggestion for you. Oh, I bet he loved that. Isn't it standard issue when you're at a wedding to play YMCA? It really is. But here here's the deal. There's a lot of those dumb songs that you're forced. I wonder how long they last. Like like celebration by Cool and the Gang YMCA. How many what years you know? before? How many years into the future are we forced to listen to that? See, that's the beauty with those two songs. They're timeless. No, but here, and, listen, listen though. Though you're yeah. you're an old dude, and uh, the young people. So did he start out? You know how they have the little toddlers are out there dancing. And they didn't used, have that. So there's no little kids dancing in the beginning. No. Okay. No. So usually they have the little kids dancing, you know, when people are still kind of eating and stuff. Mm-hmm. And, they, and then they, they bring out the, the old man has to dance with the daughter and all that boring we stuff. We did that. Yeah, okay. we did that. Yeah. And then they segue into music. And then, and then towards the end of the night, they put on the, the newer music for the younger people. Did it? Correct. Yeah, okay. it did. It did work its way through those stages. Yes, exactly. Um, he played. He played Tom. See, I like Yacht Rock myself, but I don't expect him to play that all Yeah, night. you're not going to dance to Yacht Rock, though. Let's get well, real. But, dude, I can, okay? Well, first of all, um, you can dance, and no one wants to hear that shit. You're just saying right now you're saying what the DJ, you're accusing the DJ of. What you do is you, you're forced to throw on that old crap, maybe. I wouldn't. And then you play whatever is whatever the young people are listening to because, let's get real, they're the ones dancing, not the old fogies. Not true, my friend. I was cutting a rug like nobody else, but so was, like I said, there was an open bar. We had a large people. It was I, I. I bet you it was more the young, the older people that were dancing than the young ones. What were the young ones doing? Um, coming and going, coming and going. But here, the guy opens up with, "It's not unusual," okay, by Tom Jones. Now, this is a little known fact, eggs. That is my go-to song for karaoke. So when this dude's rolling, it's not unusual. This cat's out there. I'm dancing up a storm out there. Oh, God. Can you imagine how horrible that must be? It's not unusual to be loved by anyone. Da-na-na-na. It's not unusual to be anyone. I love that song. And I was out there. And there was a good group of us, uh, we'll call us baby boomers, but I'm not quite a baby boomer yet. Was it, do uh, they have the real embarrassing dancing when the wedding party comes out and none of them can dance and everyone's all drunk and sloppy and they think they're cool and. You know, they didn't do that. There was, there was the, the, the bride father, um, groom mother dance. And and then that was it. We were done with that stuff, you know, um, the, the groom didn't come. The, the new thing though, is when you, when, um. There's always that down, that downtime between the actual wedding service and then the reception. And all of us who go to the wedding, we have to go back to where the reception is, is just kind of wait. Well, what happens is the bride and groom and the bridal party, they're going out, they're drinking, they're getting pictures taken. But then when they come back, the new thing now is each couple, for instance, 
for every groom, you have a bridesmaid. Um, each couple comes in and does their own fancy little move to music. That's kind of the latest thing. The intro, yeah, when they all yeah. when they introduce the yeah. wedding party and they all exactly. think they're going to make a viral video. Exactly, yes. Yeah, so I think that kind of takes away then when they so they don't have to go out to the dance floor anymore. Maybe they should change it up, like have like paintball, like just start shooting people in the audience. <laughs> let's let's really change it up because this shit's boring. Weddings are boring. I think it, they cram too much into one day. Yeah, but you know they should have two you days. Know, There's you know who. Go ahead. Who what are you trying to say? You, you know who that's four days. It's for the bride. No, they I mean, just, screw the bride. Listen to well, me. Well, that's what the husband is hoping to do. Yes, that I know, I know, but it doesn't matter anymore. Listen, there's too much going on in the one day. Have it two days, multiple days. I'm sick of it. Well, Change I mean, it up. for this particular event, we had a groom's dinner on Thursday. And then we had the wedding on Saturday and then the gift opening on Sunday. There, I mean, my goodness, it was were a three-day event. To, were you forced to sit through everything? I'm not forced, but I mean, no, you hey, personally, were you forced to sit through everything? Well, I was part of the wedding party, so I, I participated. Now, Johnny Rage, did you, were you trying to be the star of the wedding? Were you trying to show everyone up? It was like, everyone was like, take it easy. Like, you're not the star of the show, Johnny Rage. No, I know when, when the, you don't have to maintain your decorum and you can't jump up. But I tell you what, I was part of the service. That was my big role. And let's face it, Diggs, I am a gifted speaker. And my goal is when I'm out there, I want to move people. Okay. And I did, um, I know you're not familiar with the Catholic Church, you know, the process, but there's a thing called the intercessions. And that's what I did. Intercession. Uh, different, a whole different thing. But I got um, a lot of compliments. And then you just kind of feed off of that. And then there's a microphone at the wedding where the father of the bride has to get up and speak. The mother of the bride gets up and speaks. The father of the groom speaks. You know, I, can you just imagine you, I can just imagine you uh, barging in there. No, no, that wouldn't be appropriate to do that. But I, I would if called to the, you know, I've always imagined, well, if, well, if the groom, groom's father has a heart attack, who are we going to have a, as a backup understudy? You know, I, that would be me. That'd be my role. But, um, no, I just sat back and watched and, and, uh, had a good time. So what is your review of the wedding? The DJ, DJ wise, uh, DJ, I mean, he rolled some good tunes. There's no doubt, but I just think you have to be a little more interactive with your group and let them give you some, I mean, I was the only person to complain. A couple of other people like, geez, he won't play anything other than what he's got. And you know, a lot of times these DJ companies will pre-program the music. And basically, I gotta, I gotta guess the bride picked the playlist, right? Right. But they have a playlist that they just basically hit play. And then when they're done at the end of the night, stop. No, but what I'm saying is didn't, didn't, did she program it? Did she pick all the songs? I'm sure she gave him the genre, but not, each individual song, nobody's going to do that. They might pick out, nobody knows that much music days. Well, I do. Well, you're different. Powerful DJs such as myself. Yeah, but how are you Can you imagine out- if I would have been there rocking the, the wheels of steel? Yeah. Oh, my God. But, you know, back, back in the days when you and I, you know, whenever, when you had the vinyl and you had the Techniques turntables and you beat mix stuff, it's so different today. He would, this guy would run the song out, you know, when it goes to fade and you're not doing it and he's running it out to fade. And then there's like a couple of seconds before he puts on the next song. And I'm like, 
That's just not how you roll. No, no DJ. dead air, man. No e- dead even, air. Even if you don't, even if you're not mixing, you can at least do a nice segue. Exactly. Here's the thing. You know, at concerts, when they on a record, the song plays and then it slowly fades out. Mm-hmm. I want to do that in a concert. Just play a song and then just slowly start fading out. <laughs> you know, instead of dun, dun, tsh, they ride the cymbals. You know. Yep. Dun, 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 yeah, exactly. Dun, dun. Yeah. I would, I would just, slow, I would just slowly start fading out. Yeah. And just leave the stage. Yeah. And then just tell everyone to fuck off. Yeah. Speaking of which Dags, big concert coming up there. Doobies at the state fair. We got to get our people to get us into that. That should be a pretty good concert. Yeah. This is, this show so far has been boomer central, hasn't it? Yeah. Now let's get into, but, uh, you forced me to watch a trailer. Underwater. Underwater. Or or as I like to call it, aliens underwater. I, I that's exactly what I was thinking. The same thing. I didn't want to say anything until you well, saw it. Well come on. They had, exactly. they had they had they had they had Kristen Stewart with the shaved head just like Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. Yeah. Yeah. Except it yeah. was dyed blonde. Yeah. Badly dyed yep. blonde. Yeah. It looks it's horrible. Just, it's got aliens written all over. I'm like, oh, this is just aliens underwater. But yet, for me, entertaining enough where I'll still go see it. I, I love movies like that, sci-fi stuff. Um, I'm trying to think of the movie that I saw recently where everybody was underwater. Oh, the big shark movie. Everybody was underwater doing underwater research. One of those big sharks from back in the prehistoric days. Oh, the Megalodons? Megalodon. Yeah, I saw the Meg. That's kind of what that reminded me of, too, a little bit. But more so aliens. That's exactly what I thought the same moment I watched it. I'm like, oh, okay, we're doing aliens underwater. Is Sigourney Weaver in this thing or not? But anyway, I'll go see it. It looked entertaining to me enough to go to it. I need it, it, it needs to be a little bit believable to me. What is it, seven miles down? Is that what they said? And they're, in, they're just in little suits. They would have been crushed. I need a little realism. Yeah, but that's what makes it so cool. They set it up they, so they make you realize how remote they are. No, and and if it's going to be a cheesy movie like that, at least they got to have some cool characters. They did have T.J. Miller in there. I don't know how he's still around with all the trouble he got into. But he's typically funny, but we'll see. I mean, don't you have to – don't the characters have to kind of establish themselves in the movie? You can't really say that ahead of time. It has to have cool characters. Do you mean cool actors? Characters, not actors. Okay, well, you're not going to know if they're cool characters or not. Until I you need saw to it, know. See the movie. There should be a there should be a thing that tells me exactly. Diggs no, there is. It's cool called the trailer. It's called the trailer. No. We'll I see. I look forward to it. Uh, I mean, there's there's just nothing at the box office right now. That's just a fun movie. Star Wars is coming out, and I'm watching it tonight. Oh yeah! Powerful new Star Wars, the end of an yeah. era. Star Wars Ten in search of money. It's coming out, and I will be there with other members of the flock of Amish. No, to get, you know, enjoy to a get, powerful meal before. Will you be one of those cats that has to pull out like a Star Wars character costume? So are you going to go in as like a stormtrooper or Darth Vader, or you probably want to dress up like Princess Leia? I bet, don't you? Well, I may pull out my lightsaber. I'm just, I'm not going to. No promises there. So, so you'll be some some accoutrement of star Wars will accompany you or will the people you go with, do they like dress up as the characters? 
No, not no. on that range. I'm going there as powerful because I am have the most powerful podcast ever created. Amish baby machine pop culture podcast. I need to be there. The flock needs me there for a, for a review. Just for everything, I need to make an appearance. They need to see me. They need to feel. Question. They need to feel the warmth of my aura. So, Dags, I got a question for you though. There's some movies, even though you just ridiculed underwater, it kind of excited me. I'm looking forward to it. Um, Star Wars. Is this something that you're like, man, this is cool. I can't wait till tonight. Or is it kind of like just whole hum? Another Here's Star the Wars deal movie. with Star Wars. I love John Williams, the score of the music. So I would, I would imagine even you, when you hear that epic intro to Star Wars, you enjoy that. Am I right? Oh, yeah, but okay. Do you leave after that then? Or do you actually stick around? God damn it. Agree with me. You enjoy that, right? Um, Okay, Dags. You know how they have the powerful intro? You know, everyone loves fanfare, first of all. That's why Superman, they need to bring back that song. That would make Superman popular again. Mm -hmm. You know, the the powerful beginning, John Williams. Why don't they play that? They keep playing the Star Wars theme. I agree. I I totally agree with you. Yeah, you know how to build. God, it's powerful. Yeah, I mean, it's it's his theme. It, it gets you excited. It, yes. it makes you feel proud. It makes you feel like, God bless the United States. Of, I mean, you just yes. get so patriotic. Yes. And and then they have to change it. I, I understand. I'm with yes. you on that. So Star Wars, you're asking me if I'm excited. I do like the movie experience. I like going out to the movie. I like getting my Slurpee, my nachos. We're going to enjoy a meal before, so I'm going to have to pace myself. Where's the pre-meal, if I might ask? I think it's Mexican tonight. I got a. Oh boy, I wouldn't want to sit in the movie with you guys. After Why? That. <laughs> Why? Uh, Just enjoy gonna... it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, pull my finger. You know, um, it's called ambience. Ambience. Okay. It's, it's Dolby Atmos. You know, you'll you'll hear it, you'll feel it, you'll smell it. It's going to be powerful. So we will see. We'll see. We will see on the Star Wars. I'm I, I'm looking forward, not the movie, but just the experience. I enjoy well, the it, cinematic experience. You know, because there's like nothing else showing at the box office. I probably will find my way to go see that one. Well, it's going to be the biggest movie ever. I mean, for a long time. I mean, the numbers and crush the box office. What, what what crushed the box office more most recently? The Joker. The Joker, absolutely. What about before that? What was the big Christmas? Oh, it's been a long time. But well, it'd be Panther, Black Panther, wouldn't it? That was kind of the big Christmas thing two years ago. But yeah, I have no concept of time. But let's not talk about the past. Let's talk about some movies that you and I both watched we talked about underwater and we'll discuss more about I love that you talk about the past we're talking about the, the biggest movie star wars that hasn't even come out yet you're gonna bring up some netflix show you saw well no because i was talking about the joker and i was talking about uh black panther those are movies of the past i know yeah and and, and as of tomorrow at this time star wars will be a movie that came out in the past so it's 24 hours away from being past that makes sense no Dags, I, I um, stumbled upon the Shot Caller, a Netflix original, and I watched it, and I encouraged you to watch it, and you did, which shocked me, because every time I have a movie, you're like, Ugh. you actually watch this one. Give me your thoughts. 
Well, I love Jamie Lannister from Game of Thrones, so I had to see it. Is that the only if if he would not have starred in it, would you have watched it? I would have watched it. But I don't I did okay. All right. I probably wouldn't have. But anyway, <laughs> powerful movie starring the problem with shot collar is I always want to say shock collar. It's difficult mm-hmm. to say shot collar. Okay. I would come up with dude that gets things done from inside a prison. How's that? Not a bad way to go either. All right. Powerful movie about a young man, beautiful family, and then something tragic happens. His whole world is thrown upside down. He's hurled into prison. Now, let me ask you this. Did you buy that, that, that lifestyle he would turn into that? Well, I mean, it was almost like a survival movie that we always talk about. Yes, because that prison um, life is forces you to do things you don't want to do, especially because he was thrown in with the hardened criminals. I mean, did that guy deserve the fate that he that he had with that, such hardened criminals is the question. I mean, does a DWI guy, a person who gets a DWI and actually kills somebody, you forgot to set that up a little bit. Well, we were going to talk into it. I like to, Okay. I'm not okay. just going to go down the entire pod. Well, people, people listen to this powerful podcast for the talking. They can go on Wikipedia if they want to find out about the movie. This show well, is not about the review. It's about the experience. Powerful. We thank everyone that listens to this powerful podcast. We ask you one thing. Please go wherever you listen to powerful podcasts and leave a review. Five-star review is the best. If you leave that, write something. You want to unlock the secrets of the universe. We appreciate it. We're available everywhere fine podcasts are found. Stitcher, Podbean, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Apple Podcasts, everywhere. Please do that. Follow us on Twitter at Amish B Machine. We're on YouTube. Subscribe on YouTube. Instagram, see that powerful picture of Santa on the phone. I don't know what the hell he was on the phone for. It's against the law. Everywhere on the internets, we're there. Please go to AmishBabyMachine.com. We have powerful merch, hoodies, t-shirts, stickers. We have it all. Please go to AmishBabyMachine.com. Check out our merch. Also, Patreon, Patreon.com. If you want to help support the show, that's another way to support through our Patreon page. Links on AmishBabyMachine.com. Now, Johnny Rage, back to the movie. Well, I'm just thinking about Santa, though. How do you know that Mrs. Claus wasn't getting a hold of him to bring home some milk? I mean, let's give the guy a break, you know. But anyway, well, I'm, glad, I'm glad Mrs. Claus's head didn't pop up at the stoplight. You asked me if, if I felt like the predicament the uh, gentleman in Shot Caller got himself into was realistic, and I say absolutely. Well, because... here's the deal. He was a stockbroker, right, mm-hmm. in the finance business. And then all of a sudden now he can beat the shit out of some dude. And then he gets accepted into the prison gang. I could see maybe if they made him like a criminal mastermind behind bars. Like he used his powerful financial skills to start a business, you know. Kind of like Breaking Bad where the teacher used his powerful knowledge of chemistry to sell drugs. That would have been more believable to me. But I don't see some guy soft you know guy like that all of a sudden turns into this hardened criminal that part i had a hard time believing 
Well, I think that's what's great about the movie is that you probably were expecting him to not have that within him, but how the prison system, the the hierarchy of these prison groups, I mean, everybody tries to recruit people into their group. He said, you don't want to be a lone wolf. You want to join us. And he saw the value to it because, I mean, if you're not with a group of guys watching your back, you're going to get, you're either going to get screwed multiple times or you're going to get, um, or you're going to get yourself, uh, killed. So you do need kind of a pack and there's the skinheads and the black guys and the other groups and, and the hierarchies already exist. The, the thinkers behind this, they just need soldiers. And he became a soldier for him. And it was basically do this or you're screwed. I mean, he was kind of forced into it. And then ultimately he had to do it to protect his family. So I thought it was set up, uh, very realistically and i could I, I i thought it was done well um he is a cool so, actor he, mm-hmm. his uh wife was easy on the eyes i enjoyed her mm-hmm. what do you think yeah she was an attractive gal as you would expect uh, you know some dude knocking down a couple hundred hundred thousand dollars a year is gonna have himself a sexy wife um it did it, it did have a couple you know, you could see where the plot was going, but it, it did change up a couple times. I did enjoy that. Mm-hmm. I did enjoy his, like I said, using his brain to go above and beyond just the brawn. Like he was out thinking people. Yeah. And that's the part that you said initially, you're kind of contradicting yourself because you said, no, you no, no, that- no, no, no. I said originally that you would think someone like him would be in the prison game, but he would be the money guy, you know, a Meyer Lansky. He had to work himself into that role, but you think it should have been like a garbage guy who's, uh, hit, hit somebody, uh, when he was drunk and not a, not a professional white collar guy that it didn't fit the bill. It didn't match what he did in, in the job, the background that he had. Yeah. It just didn't seem believable, but I did. Like I said, I liked how he used his brain to outsmart him in the end and yeah. how it ended. Um, I love those prisons. Something about those prison movies I'm just drawn to. I don't know what it is. It's very primal. But how would Diggs, how do you think you'd last in a prison cell? Oh. Let's say t- tomorrow you uh, were arrested and whatever the, whether it's a year in jail or, or 10 years, how would you do? Well, first of all, the flock of Amish would bust me out. But if that didn't happen, it would be kind of like, you know, back in the old cowboy days when they'd throw the rope over the the bars and then the horse (laughs) pull off the window. I thought it'd be more like El Chapo where we would like dig a tunnel for you. Yeah. It'd be whatever. I mean, the flock of Amish would not let me down, but if I did, if I was forced to go, I would of course start the flock inside and I would arrange powerful members of the flock. And of course I would be the shot caller. Cause you got the brains. I got everything. So what would I be digs? The bitch in prison. Okay, so you'd be giving me shots. They'd be just. I'd dress you up, make up the whole the whole nine yards. No, but really, how would you do locked up? And this dude was in solitary confinement too. Well, the it, it, the movie starts not like that. He does the he runs the whole gamut of the prison system, the jail system. No, I understand that, but okay, let's just say you're in general population. How would you do? I know you're not, I know you're not thinking of this, like, boy, but when I watch those movies, I start thinking that like, 
oh my, I get scared. Like, God, I hope I paid all my parking tickets. I mean, I Whoa. just better call the, what? Oh, little parking tickets. Yeah. Did you think I was going to say something else? No. Mm. But anyway, uh, there's another movie too that, that kind of freaked me out. Do you remember with Tom Selleck? He was framed for a murder or something and he was put in jail and he was kind of that, that white collar guy. And he was put into the same situation. Great movie. And I, was it called an innocent man? Was that the yes, name of it? I, I believe you're correct. Always, always features shivs. Pardon me? Shivs, shanks. You always got to shank someone, shiv someone. Yeah. And then he had to stuff the, uh, cause he was getting, he was getting kind of like Shawshank redemption. Yes. Was it where the dude was getting fucked with all the time? Um, that's there, what was there's so at- many prison movies and they're all great. Prison movies yeah. are kind of like mob movies. Yeah. I always like them. Yeah. But I, but do you ever imagine yourself in that situation? Yes. You I, to- I told you what would happen. I would start I the flock inside. I understand that, but let's give us the reverse side of that. What would really happen? Here That's what would happen. That's why we have the most powerful podcast ever created. Okay. All right. The Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Wherever I am, that's where I am. How's that? So did you think Shaq Collar was with your time? Yes, it was a good movie. Thank you. Typically, you always have me watch those teeny bopper chick flicks. I enjoy this. Powerful. I love Jamie. I could see uh, Gerard Butler doing that, too. Did you ever watch End of Watch, the other one I gave you? No, I haven't. You... No, I didn't have time to get that one, but yeah, that will okay. be in there. But I, okay. I, I did enjoy Shot Collar. Four out of five buggy wheels. Wow. That's solid, one of the highest... solid, good movie. I, you know, there is, there's a lot of the, the typical tropes, the stereotypes, but when I like something, I like it. You know, it's like Arnold movies. They're really terrible movies, but it's all about, you know, Arnold or mm-hmm. Stallone or whatever, you know, Stallone's early movies were good. I know, but then they just kind of became cartoons. So this one had all the prison tropes, everything you knew, but it, it did throw in some, uh, surprises. Mm-hmm. So I, I enjoyed it. Good movie, good solid movie, violent, good looking actors. Four out of five. That's a high ranking for you. I think that's gotta be a record here set on Amish Baby. I've never heard you say four out of five for anything. Yeah, they didn't they didn't throw in a lot of uh extra crap too. Mm-hmm. It was just a strip down. It almost reminded me of a TV movie, didn't it too? A little bit. Um I yeah, I can see why you'd say that. Yeah, it didn't um, try to be too Hollywood. It, it seemed like it was a low-budget movie. Like it was an episode of Breaking Bad or something. Yeah, you know? it, it was a low-budget movie, and I kind of liked that. So they didn't yeah. have to put in the extra crap. They didn't have to put in the CGI. You know, they didn't yeah. have to have stupid. There was no real comic relief or anything. It was just pure gritty action. Yeah. I, I would, I would, I would give it probably close to what you did too. I'd say four out of five. Um, I really enjoy those prison flicks. I thought it was done well. I liked the storyline. I thought it was very realistic. Um, and I, I give it, you know, four out of five. I like, I enjoyed it. The next movie that I watched that you didn't was, it just seems like every time I turned to Netflix, they would just like Irishman. You couldn't get away with 
get away from it. Every time you'd go to Netflix, it was just there. You had to watch it. They just forced it upon you. Another one they did that with is Inside the Tall Grass. And I know you didn't see this. You talk about made-for-television type movie. That's kind of where this one came in. And I'm not going to go into this with great detail because it really, if you're really bored, I'd say watch it. But it's just to give you the uh, storyline quickly, there's this tall grass, uh, this couple, brother and sister, are heading to San Diego. They happen to stop in front of it. There's an old church across the street. There's multiple cars parked in the parking lot. You don't know why. They hear a boy calling to them in the tall grass like, hey, I'm lost. Can you come help me? Um, so they can't believe what they're hearing. So they both step out of the car and then they enter into this tall grass and that's where the peril and, and, uh, everything happens. They can't get, uh, once you step into that grass, you can't get out of the grass. And, um, it was, uh, entertaining because I do like stuff like that, but on the same token too, totally like something that was made for television. And they had this goofy rock thing that, you had was basically the god of the grass and everything else. These freaky grass people. Um, glad I watched it, but you have to be in the right mood to finish this thing. It's a, it's kind of a long movie too. It's over two, I think. Not the quick hour twenty six that a horror film normally is, but so inside the tall grass, I'd say yeah. If you're bored, go ahead and watch it. If not, uh, maybe pick something else. That reminds me of a movie I saw in the seventies called Bush. Once you went into the bush, it was really hard getting out. It was very frightening. Sounds, sounds like the night I was at a sorority house, too. It was very frightening. Oh. See, the thing is, Johnny Rage, when, when I tell the joke, yeah. you tell a little bit. See, you don't want to be too literal. Uh, hey, Dags, you know what I'm really excited about? I was, I was on the Internet, and they were talking about upcoming movies for 2020. Guess what movie is coming out? It would be very hard for you to guess. So I'm just going to say it. Steve Austin, we have the technology. We can make him better than he was. Better, stronger, faster. Tell me, tell me it's not Marky Mark. So you know about it already. Do, 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 do. What's it going to be called? The six billion. See how inflation happens over time? I mean, Six million dollar man was the six million dollar man. Now with inflation, he's now the six billion dollar man. Right. I shall call it the six billion dollar man. Now there is a movie you talk about the theme song. I hope I hope they don't change the theme song to that. But you know they will. They'll have to jazz it Let up. Let me ask maybe... you: Will it bother you if they put a hip hop beat behind it? Yeah. I want the good old fashioned boo do 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 but you know they're gonna go do 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 chop bump but don't you know and God I hope it's not that bad. I do like Marky Mark playing the part. I'm a huge fan of Marky Mark. I like him as an actor. He does good stuff. But looking forward to it. I'm a collector, um, Dags, and I've told you this before. One of the things I don't see a lot of is $6 million man paraphernalia. I'm looking for an action figure. I think I saw a board game once, and I don't like board games. Did you like Maskatron? What's that? I thought you knew about the $6 million man. What's Maskatron? Oh, my God. Thank God I'm running this show. Do tell, Maskatron. 
No, anyway, I'm not going to tell you. About, okay. Put in the show notes and I'll look it up. But anyway, the $6 million man, um, classic coming to the big screen. I guess this thing's been in the works now for three, four years. They just can't get it done. Marky Mark is going to be Steve Austin. And uh, we'll see what uh, the $6 million man, what they can do with this one. But yeah, Can he, can he do that. the squint? Yeah, with a one eye. Kind of, is that kind of like the De Niro squint? It's the same thing, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I heard things. Right now, I'm doing the frown. Doing the frown right now. <laughs> I had a. Is that funny when you do De Niro? You just got to start. Mm, you got to do the frown. And, and you got to have like a cigarette where the cigarette smoke is getting your eye and irritating you. But I had a $6 million man uh, figurine when I was a young lad. And you actually look through the top of his head. And it was a it was a magnifying glass that would actually look through his eye, and you could see further. That's a telescope. Well, no, it was a six million dollar man figurine. God, that was so cool. No, but when you were looking through his eye, it's a telescope, not a magnifying glass. Oh, I'm sorry, telescope. Well, it was more magnifying though because it really you couldn't see that well. Like a telescope, you can really pinpoint stars. So it was more of, of a fisheye lens, something like that. But you looked on the top of his head was the the where you put your eye and then it would work somehow through his eye and then i could see the dirty things you were doing back in those days was he sheer was the thought process sheen was the word i'm looking for by the way a sheen finish to it i pretty much said that i don't think you did don't make me go back and edit powerful powerful reviews today on Inside the Tall Grass, Shot Collar. So what is your review of the Tall Grass movie? The oh, score. Probably, probably a two. Two buggy wheels. Yeah, two buggy wheels. Powerful episode today. Powerful retro and new. Looking forward to the new $6 billion man. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking forward, Dags, next time we uh, uh, get together, I'm hoping to be in studios, the brand new studios of the Amish Baby Machine, and uh, maybe we could do some food item again or something. We'll have to... Yes. Yes. Speaking of food, I've been uh, watching the YouTubes, Mm -hmm. and I've been watching this uh, channel where this lady dumpster dives and grabs food and stuff out of the dumpster. Now, is it canned food? Because that's not that big of a deal for me. But if she's grabbing half-eaten peanuts or half-eaten She's grabbing and... candy in the bag. Ugh. Bread. It's like, come on. And then she's like, oh, my husband could bring this to the office. You know, they could eat it. I'm like, it's thrown away in the garbage for a reason. Come on. Aren't they just setting that up, though, for effect? That's not really happening. No, it's real. Everything on the internet is real. No, but you can tell by the production and I, you know, a powerful person like me, an expert, a media expert, I can tell. At least I hope it's, I would hope it's fake then because that's really nasty. Mm, that sounds nasty, but I know a guy, I, I do know a guy that would go to grocery stores and literally he would dumpster dive, but he said, he said, Johnny Rage, this stuff isn't as perishable as the lead you to believe. And, and he would, he would take the, the stuff that was, um, you know, the canned goods, uh, maybe the bread that was still in boxes, but even at that 
you're just thinking about, but what about Here, the here's, stuff? It's here's the thing, with? though. That's exactly what I'm going to say. It'd be one thing if it's in the store, but this mm-hmm. is thrown into a dumpster with the raccoons. Like raccoon shit is some of the most toxic stuff in the world. Did you know, mm-hmm. like chlorine in a pool won't even kill it. I did not yeah. know that. So it's so toxic do do? stuff. What's, so what's... you have raccoons in there. You have God knows what else is in there. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. It's disgusting. Uh, Diggs, what does take raccoon poo out of a pool? I don't know. It'd be have to be a Superman's atomic breath, I think. Or Godzilla could come in and fry it for us. You know what they say. One man's trash is another man's treasure. No, hepatitis. It's disgusting. Oh. Check me for a loop there. Okay. Powerful. Well, this powerful episode has come to an end. Please do me a favor. Please share this with a friend. And until next time, you've just enjoyed the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Amish Baby Machine Pop Culture Podcast. It is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and everywhere else fine podcasts are found. Please support our podcast through Patreon and shop our merch at AmishBabyMachine.com. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. This has been an Amish Baby Machine production.